What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the pod. Sorry, Mr. Sunday Pod. Am I really sorry? Good question. Um, but we are back with another season review today. We have the North Queensland Cowboys, which we did promise you. Um, for some people, first of all, I just want to do a disclaimer. It does say like on zero tackle and that the Warriors and the New Zealand Warriors, but we're putting them down the bottom again because they were known as the Vodafone Warriors, and I believe they're the one NZ Warriors now. So we'll work something out. They're not New Zealand in our books. Sorry, New Zealand fans, stay patient. Um, but yeah, Cowboys today. Jared, hang on, bro. I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, yeah, missed a sun- Sunday pod, so didn't get to bang out the Cowboys then, but we're going to do it now, and um, I believe it's Parramatta next time, which I actually thought was for this episode. So, But we got we got the Cowboys, and yeah, should be a good one. Well, it... Will it be a good one? I think so. I, I think they're an interesting team. Alright. Well, let's just jump straight into it then with some season expectations. How we how how do you how do you think the Cowboys fared this year? I think that were severely underwhelming. Com- compared to expectations coming into the year, they were lackluster. Yeah. Very, very lackluster. Um I expected them to kind of build on top of what they um, produced in 2021. I mm-hmm. thought they'd come back um, a little bit stronger in 2022, but that wasn't the case. They had a really rough start to the season. They did pick it up throughout the probably the midway point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they just lost some crucial games that really cost them um, in their run for the eight at the back end of the year. Yeah, well, I think um, a lot of people were kind of weighing up whether um whether whether the Cowboys were scratched, whether they should be scratched for the finals after what happened obviously against the Tigers. Um but I mean they've come out and they've had a mega win against the Tigers again. Like they lose sixty six eighteen, then come out and win seventy four nil. And I think those two games there basically sum up their season. Like they were either getting they were either so off that they weren't gonna win or scorching hot and putting scores on. There was no real in between. Like they, even if the score lines were close, like it was either they were shocking or they were on fire. There wasn't really any in between for them this year. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. I remember there was a game in there against the Roosters as well. They come out, blew them out. Uh, was it Magic Round? I feel like it could have been Magic Round. I'll double check. But that happened. They had a few good games against Brisbane. I know they always get up for that one, but yeah, like you said. Pumped by the Tigers, and they'll pump by a number of other teams in there as well. Um, so, yeah, v- very up and down year. Um, and, I mean, I, I guess we kind of really underrated the losses of Hammer and Gilbert. At the time, I think a lot of people just thought they were depth pieces. They had players coming in to uh, cover that. Hammer sometimes wasn't making the seventeen. Um, sometimes he's coming off the bench when they had their full squad there. Um, Gilbert as well was, I mean, promising, but, uh, not, not what he was this year. So I think a lot of people really underrated those depth, depth losses. Yeah. So just to confirm, it was magic around where the Cowboys obviously took the Roosters down, um, 20 to six. I remember it definitely felt like a much bigger scoreline to that too. Oh, they smoked him. Yeah. I know it was only 20 to six, but... 
they, they were all they over him. Them. Yeah, yeah, they were all over him. Dominated the game. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys just left it too late. They left it way too late. They did come home strong, relatively. But once they got pumped by the Sharks in North Queensland, I think that's when everyone kind of understood that it was probably over. Oh, yeah. Um, we needed them to beat Pemrith on the last day, and obviously that's that's in the books as to how that went. They got absolutely flogged. But, um, yeah, very weird season for the Cowboys. Another Another kind of pinpoint moment that comes to my mind when we think about, you know, when was the Cowboys season over was that Valheim suspension. Mm-hmm. I think once everyone saw that he was gone again, it was it was all over. Yeah. Right him off there. Yeah. So I I just think a very disappointing season for the Cowboys because I had them top four. I thought they could have won the minor premiership to be honest. I think I had them fifth. And yeah, if they continue what they're doing in twenty twenty one, their team was firing as a whole. Um but yeah, and you know what, it's a bit weird to me because I can't really say anyone was outlandishly disappointing oh, I got as a an few. individual, but I think they, I think all of them dropped just a little bit as a team. Well, and, and we kind of brought that up um, in the preseason, just saying like every single player, I can't remember if it was preseason or during the season when we were kind of addressing the Cowboys, but every single one of their players had a breakout, if not career year. In 2021. 2022, yeah. yeah. So, it's just going to be so hard to replicate that. And unfortunately, I feel that way a bit about the Warriors now and the and the Knights. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at the Knights going into the back end of the season, every single player on that team was firing. Now, I'm not going to say they can't come out and do it again. Same as the Broncos, too. You could argue them as well. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very tough. Oh, yeah. Um... Heading into twenty twenty four, what do you what do you see as their strengths or weaknesses? Biggest strengths, biggest weaknesses. Oh man, we know what their strength is. They can put points on just in bunches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think I think for the Cowboys, a lot of the time, their strong point is just how well their edges can move the football. Like, both their halves, whether or not you're a big fan of Townsend, big Chad guy or not, he does play a nice role in just kind of sitting back and being a facilitator. He doesn't really need to do everything. Um, And I think Dearden is just such an X factor. Like, he was outstanding this year. Him and Drinkwater have some of the best ball playing in the comp. Um, And I think their spine just overall is just very, very sharp. Um, and precise with all their passes, all their movement. Um, I was very, I was a bit disappointed in Hiku this year, but yep. aside from him, I thought you know their edges were quite consistent. I know Talangi took a bit of a step back, felt got dropped a few times, but a huge strength for them was picking up Semi Valame. Oh yeah, because it, even the first game, of course, he scored the that nuts amount of tries and was outstanding. But he was great every other game. Yeah, and I remember seeing the Cowboys signing him. I was like, and. I don't know if you can vouch this, but I've always been in the... I've always thought he was alright. Like, I've always thought he was solid enough to play first grade week in, week out. Um, I won't lie to you. There were some times when he was at Canberra where I thought he was horrific. So, I wasn't wasn't expecting him to come out and do what he did. I thought he was definitely a much better winger than centre, which is what Canberra were trying to turn him into. But, uh, yeah, it turned out to be a good pickup for the Cowboys. I was a bit sceptical at first. Uh, I thought it would be more of just a depth signing, and then 
kind of came as a shock to me when they dropped Kyle Fell. I wasn't expecting it. Mm. Uh, I know he was playing under what he usually does, but you know, I thought Kyle Fell, he's been there forever. They're not just going to drop him like that. They did, and yeah. turned out to be a good call, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I I always saw a bit of potential in Valme. I don't know. I think he's just very, very, very strong, a big body, um, and, and actually packs quite a bit of speed for for his size. But Canberra obviously using him wrong. But now we see, like, Canberra can't maximise their wingers anyways. No. So he just obviously needed a change of scenery to go to somewhere where the Cowboys, like Felton, Talangi, I think both scored 20-plus tries 2022. So they obviously know how to put their wingers in the best position to score points and, and be effective in their role. So I think him just going over there and being coached by Todd Payton was huge for them. And, you know, a big strong point for the Cowboys is their attack. And that's kind of what I'm coming back to now is they know how to maximise everyone in their roles in every game. Like, obviously, in 2022, Peta Hiku was leading... That are really in run meters or run total runs or I something. Total runs. Like and and no one even thought Pedahiku was still first grade quality. He was almost center of the year. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember when uh, the Cowboys signed him, everyone was he he had a, actually I, I take that back. He had a great back end of the season with the Warriors, and everyone's going, oh, "Why have the Cowboys? I mean, why have the Warriors let him go?" But I don't think anyone still thought he was like manly Hiku. Like, I think people just thought he was a very solid centre, and he came out in 2022, was outstanding, but was a, was a, was a bit lacklustre this year, I must admit. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys just being able to score points across anywhere on the field, and just being able to move the ball from edge to edge so well, is just, it, it, it plays huge, and you can see exactly how it helps your attack function, like, especially that... Uh, I see Drinkwater a lot pop up on that right side, throw that cutout ball to Hiku, mm-hmm. which worked a lot in 2022. Not so much 23, but they've still they've still got such a blistering attack. And I think that's probably the strongest thing going for them at the moment. Yeah, another strength I've got here is I think they've got a very complete roster. I don't think they have really a weakness yeah. in the team in any of their positions. They're all kind of... They're not all mid-tier. Like, some of them are above... At, Easily above average NRL players and yep. probably stars, but I don't think you can pinpoint a position and go, they're looking a little bit weak there. Yeah. Um, I also think they've got uh, very good depth in the forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, their back line's taken a little bit of a hit in recent years. I think their forward depth, if one goes down, they've got a number of quality guys that can come up and play. Um, and the last one is, I think their junior system's actually really strong. If you think about all the players they've brought through, like mm-hmm. their own system in the last two or three years. Uh, it may not necessarily start showing next year or even the year after, but they've got some quality guys coming through that system and they seem to like having homegrown talent in their team. So I, I think I think they'll try and keep them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think they have a great junior system too. Mm-hmm. Not so much junior system, but just... They have a lot of young kids coming through that are awesome. Like we saw Finafuiaki come through this year. Yep. We've seen Nanai and oh, Nanai, Nanai, is yeah, Luki, Talangi, Luki, Ta- yeah, Talangi, Gilbert, Hammer, yeah. And even if you think to a little bit further back, you had Ponga, Brand Smith, Kickout. Like they've always had a very good junior system. Mm. That's that's my point. I I think that is definitely a strength of theirs. It may not show on the field straight away because obviously. They're coming through the junior system, but 
I, I think we'll start to see more and more Cowboys filtering through uh, into first grade. Uh, another strength I've got for them is just their pack. Like, I just think they bring a lot of aggression and consistency. Now, granted, Nane took a bit of a step back this year, um, but he was dealing with a lot of injuries and a bit of suspensions. He missed a lot of time. Basically, Luki missed a lot of time, but it helped them discover Finifuyaki, who is now, like, their next kind of project, as long as they can retain him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they had Tom Gilbert there, who filled in that left-back row uh, spot last year. And I thought he was great last year. I thought he was an unsung hero of their team. Um, Jordan McLean took a bit of a step back this year. Wasn't the 2022 McLean, but still solid enough. Ruben Cotter is obviously a machine. Um, Jason Talmalolo, again, outstanding. Now, whether they found a spot for him on the bench or not, whether that works or not, I'm not sure. But the Cowboys definitely have a very solid pack. You've got Griffin Neem off the bench. Like, Think about going to next year, right? McLean, um, let's say Cotter, Luki, Nane, Tamalolo. Then off the bench, you got what? Neem, Finifuiaki, Luciano. Luciano. And I low key forgot about Luciano. Still got um, Cohen Hess in there if you want to throw him in. He's got to be in there. It's going to be a tight squeeze. It's going to be a tight squeeze. Very, very nice. And even if there's a few injuries, I know. He's not the greatest, but he can definitely come in and do a job. They've got Tanoa Brown. Yeah. Guys like that that can just. But he's solid. Pop he's up. solid enough. Yeah. Like, he is a bench and a role player. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess the, the conversation is more who do you squeeze out of that yeah. bench? I found it very hard when I was doing my, my yeah. 17s for this year, so. Uh, who do you squeeze out? It's a tough It's a be, It's a a tough question, for sure. But um, yeah, the Cowboys have a lot of strengths for a team that was very underwhelming. Like, I think. We were at Brookie to watch um, the Cowboys against Manly. Mm-hmm. And you just watch Drinkwater in the background all the time. And he's always talking. He's always doing something. Yep. And his kick returns for a small kind of fullback are outstanding. He's so quick around the ball. And he doesn't force anything. I, I think I'm going to put Drinkwater as a big strength for the Cowboys. Yep. And from where he was in 2021 as well. Yeah. A lot of people wanted him out of the NRL. Well, Couldn't once they signed Townsend, once they signed Townsend, everyone thought, oh, is it for drink order? Well, yeah. And everyone then, thought he was going to have to play centre. Do you remember that? Yep. And yeah. then they decided to move homes instead, which I think's turned out to be a masterstroke. Oh, well, it's been great for both of their careers, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, but with drink water, like, just having a fullback like him, I, I think it doesn't really matter who you put around him. He's always going to make it work just because his ball playing is so good. It is so good, and he just makes the right play majority, 90% of the time he makes the right play. Um, and I think the way he just kind of wraps around the back all the time at Townsend did, and doesn't matter who's in the halves, doesn't matter who's the center, doesn't matter who's the second row, he's going to be in the same position every time, and he's going to be putting someone in a better one. Yep. And I just think his footy IQ is just up there with some of the best at the moment. Like, I think he finished third in Dallium this year. Or he was top, top five. five. He was top, top five. five. He was top five in twenty twenty two as well. Yep. Um a lot of some people were definitely peaking him for Dalian this year. Um so I think it's underrated how good he, he actually is. Stretch in the middle of the season. And he was out Do you remember the Supercoach scores? Yeah. They were nuts. And not that Supercoach obviously reflects anything in real life, but it was like one forty, one twenty, one sixty, one eighty. I think against the Tigers. Let's not talk about that. Um, but yeah, he was... Oh man, he was nuts. He was one of my favourite players to watch too. Is one of my favourite players to watch. Just 
it could turn it on out of nowhere. Like, my highlight this year of Drinkwater was against the Panthers. In Golden Point, he runs across field, dummies, dummies, shows inside, bang, step, beats Critter, scores to win the game in Golden Point. It was absolute nuts try. But, yeah, he's a freak. And I think having building blocks like him, he's only 25, 26. Dearden's young if they can retain him. Nane's young. Lukey's young. Robson's still only 24, 25. Val Holmes, you think he's old? He's probably 28, 29. Yeah. Like, Talungi, 24. Valame, young. Like, they got such a young squad. And Cotter's even young. Cotter's like 24, Mm -hmm. 25. They still got a lot to work with there. A lot to work with. I'm I'm actually really excited for the Cowboys this year. I think they're going to bounce back majorly. Yeah. Uh, Well, you definitely can't count them out. The more and more that we talk about the strengths, the more I think that... They're, they're going to be challenging for the eight again. I hope they're not. They don't have another year like this year. I might even go out on a limb and say challenging for the four. Ooh, their Big team's call. hectic, bro. Big call. Make make that call in preseason if they do to be one of up there with our best. I'm making that call in preseason, bro. Don't you do stress it. about that. Do it. All right, we're getting to some weaknesses now. Defense. Yep. <laughs> and that was a ma- that was a major strength. I think that was it, though. Like I think that was it. Major strength for them in 2022. I think, but I think defense is basically their only weakness because, and it's not even how they defend because they actually defend quite well when they want to put the effort in, but they just switch off too often. Yep. They get too comfortable with leads. They get too comfortable with the fact that they know they can score anywhere on the park and they just switch off. They just stop paying attention. And we saw it a couple times. I mean, I'll go back and double-check this, but I'm pretty sure they had a game against the Knights earlier in the year where they lost uh, in Townsville. Now, I just want to double-check that, but there definitely was a game where I was just like, this is horrible. Uh, Let me just double-check. Hold on. Uh, They had a game against the Knights. Where is it? 18-16, it may have been. Yeah, they just scraped out. I remember that. But this game here, eighteen sixteen against the Knights in Townsville, um, the Knights, the Knights had them until Dearden scored. Um, but I just remember watching this, this game, a, and this I was, was like, they're just point, giving me nothing. This was at a point as well where the Knights weren't well, weren't good. Yeah. The Knights completed at sixty six percent and lost by two points compared to the Cowboys eighty one percent. Cowboys dominated every single stat um, in terms Did of attack. Even play this game. No, nah, Ponga would have been out. Lockie, this is still the Lockie Miller this show. This is the Lockie Miller times. I think. Oh, Ponga played six. But, he, oh no, he came off the bench. This was the oh, one where I he came. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he played pretty good then as well. Yeah, he was alright. Um, and I remember it was basically Bradman Best on the bell. I think that there was some something that happened where the Knights almost went over. Um, I can't actually probably tell you. There was, yeah, Bradman Best error. I'm pretty sure he was almost over the try line. I remember this game vividly, but and yeah. I think as well what threw us off is the Cowboys, I, if I remember correctly, started off that game so well. Yeah, they and were they cooking. they were right on top. They just, they, they just let it go. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know when the changeover happened, at what particular point, but they were dominating. And then suddenly out of nowhere, the Knights just started piling on and piling on. Not points, but like they started dominating the game. Yeah. Like, and so... Yeah. I want to I want to point this out as well, right? So, the Cowboys lost this game to Parramatta here in round thirteen, right? 
Then they went 45-20 to 20 against Melbourne. Now, I believe Melbourne had a few injuries. No, Melbourne just had a shock at that was game. This, was this yeah. just a shocking game? Yep. Let me uh, double check. Yeah, Munster, Hughes, I'm, Grant's there. Yeah, okay. I remember this game vividly because I brought Helam Luke into my super coach team for this one and then he played like 20 minutes. <laughs> but after that, so after this loss to Parramatta in round 13, they went 45-20 to 20 against Melbourne, a bye, beat Penrith, flogged South, 74 nil to the, against the Tigers, a bye, beat Manly, beat Parra, and then they lose to the Titans, lose to the Broncos, get flogged by the Sharks. And this is what I'm saying. It's like, what are they doing? What are they, like... We know that they can pile points on, and then all of a sudden, they go th- three weeks of 13, 14, and 12. Yeah. Against the Sharks, who everyone was hammering them all year about how bad their defense was. The Broncos, granted. Okay, it's the Broncos. The Titans? The Titans. Like, uh, you should you, sh- you should be beating the Titans. If you are the Cowboys, this is a game... I remember watching this game too. Like, this is a game they should have won. This is a game they had to win. Look, and have a look at the Titans team. I don't think Tino played. Tino was suspended for this game. A a Tino-less Titans, and they lose 22-13. That's crazy. It wasn't good. The Cowboys just had so many ups and downs. So many ups and downs. It may have been off the back of the origin, but so many ups and downs. Um, and that's probably it as well. Lack of consistency is another weakness. Like just oh yeah, that, that be, was, be that, just be consistent. That was my main weakness. I also have that. Um, I think they lack a clear leader. Like I know they have a bunch of guys that um, are on about the same level. I'd say there's Cotter. You know, played Origin, won an Origin player of the series. They've got Deard in there. They've got Tamalolo, who's probably their most senior player now. Has won multiple locks of the year. Um, Think think he tied for a Dalian player of the year as well. They got drink water in there, but I, I just don't think that they have that clear leader yet. Especially they're starting to bring Tam Malolo off the bench. Cotter's still, I would say, a little bit inexperienced. I think saying you could say the same about Dearden and Drinkwater. Yeah, they're coming into their own, but they're really only just starting to hit that star level as a player. I think the next level for them is developing as a leader, leading uh this Cowboys team, you know, to the top eight, to the top four, uh, where we know that they can be. And, um, yeah, I, I think that, that'll that be the next step for these young guys coming through because, like I said, they've got a stacked junior system. When they come through into first grade, they're going to need, you know, some set leaders to look up to and, um, you know, mould their games around, things like this. And I just think... I think that, uh, you know, your Tommy Dearden's who they're fighting tooth and nail to keep um, will have to eventually grow in this area. And I think he will. I think Dearden and Drinkwater especially are their two players with the most potential to turn into absolute superstars. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think at the moment they, they lack that that clear leader. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall... I'd say it was a pretty disappointing year for the Cowboys. And, I mean, but we're talking so highly of them. I don't understand how they finished down in, what was it, 10th or 11th? But, um, yeah, I, I think they can bounce back. They can definitely bounce back. We know, we saw how they played in 2021. 
we know what they're capable of. I don't think they're all going to have a somewhat disappointing year. I think it's total opposites to 2022 when they all had a had a great year. But yeah, I, I, I think I'd say that probably wraps up my weaknesses. Yeah, well, I, I think for such a young team as well, they're always going to struggle to have that type of leadership because it's not really a senior playing group. Like, it's Cohen Hess, McLean, Townsend. Yeah. Like, I know they got them boys there, right? But you need your stars to be leaders yeah. because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to lead by example. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to want, you know, people are going to want to get up for. And I think that's why we saw the Knights be so successful because it was really Ponga. Like, if you listen to a lot of the Knights boys talk about Ponga, it's a completely different perception to what you see on the field. Like, he's a real leader. All the boys get around him. He's a nice bloke. And everyone wants to play for him, right? And it's like, you, it could be the same for drink water and stuff off the field. But we don't know. Because the Cowboys aren't playing like it. They're not showing it. So, yeah. Definitely, I think just a voice among the team is, is something that they definitely need. And something they definitely missed this year. Had they had that, maybe looking at another top four. Well, yeah. Because it'd, it'd get the boys up. Um, they'd keep them in check when they're, you know, falling off like they're doing games sometimes. You can rev them back up, get them back to how they're supposed to be. And, yep. yeah, they, they could have got them some games throughout, throughout the year. Yep, for sure. Right. on to some awards. Uh-huh. Most valuable player. Scott Drinkwater. I went drinky as well. I don't think there's really any question, especially this year. Um, I think it just had to be him. I had a little think about Tom Dearden. Yeah, but... but uh, at the end of the day, and I think Tom Dearden will probably grow to be the most valuable player of this team if they keep this core group together. But this season, although I think Dearden was more consistent, I think there were just games where Drinkwater put the team on his back and physically won them the game mm. off his own off his own merit, especially that Penrith Panthers game that you were talking about before where he, he won it for them in Golden Point, scoring the try. Uh, yeah, so I think Drinkwater had to be the MVP for this year. Yeah, no questions asked about that. Finishing top five in Dallium, I don't think, yeah, you can go any other way. Most improved? Most improved is a good question. It's a great question, actually. I gave this one to Tom Dearden. See, I would consider him, but... He played. He just had such a good twenty twenty two as well. I thought he did play good in twenty twenty two. I just think. He and he had an outstanding Origin game in twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, he did. He did. So I still think he was better this year. I do agree he was better this year, but I don't know. Hey, it's a tough one. Um, it's also a tough one because, like we were saying, a lot of them actually dropped their game. I'm gonna go Sammy Valame. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just because you saw him in Canberra. Like, he didn't necessarily transform into a star this year for the Cowboys. But his game just improved so much. He rounded out a lot of errors, became way more safer under the high ball, put him, became a better finisher out of nowhere, defensively was making much better reads. And, like, they even dropped Kyle Felt, who's a club legend, grand final winning player for Sammy Valamo. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think just he improved out of sight after leaving Canberra. I think that change of scenery was something that he really needed and I think did a whole lot for his career. Yep. Breakout year. I went Finna Fuyaki. Mm, I'm going to go Dearden for that. Okay. 
I think, as I said, I think he had a really good 2022, but I think this is like in a in a down year. Everyone kind of recognised him a bit more and put a bit more respect on his name. And I think it was a year where he kind of showed like, okay, when, when, the, when the boys are down, when we've got Drinky out, when we've got Chad Townsend not playing at the level he was in 2022, I can stand up and kind of be that guy. And I think a lot of people took notice to that. A lot of people talking about him potentially for the Australian six. Um, And he's getting around that million-dollar mark now on the market people are talking about. So, yeah, I I would probably have to go Tom Dearden for the breakout. I think he asserted himself into star talks now for 5.8s, superstar talks. Yeah, I went Finna Fuyaki just because I thought he had no shot at first grade coming into the year. I think he impressed in that trial match where they played the third-string team against... uh, the Dolphins earned himself a bench spot. Now, I don't know if that was through injury or not, mm-hmm. uh, but he did earn himself a bench spot, and, yeah, he kept it. Um, I think the way he came on and ran the ball with, you know, such ferocity really impressed a lot of fans that were, you know, actually watching the game. I know a lot of people who turn footy on every now and then because they enjoy it probably wouldn't have even heard of Finafuyaki. But yeah, I think he's a player that just has to be there. Yeah, and I think if Cowboys don't give him the spot in the seventeen because of the depth they've got, I think there'll be teams. Oh, sniff around one Canberra Raiders will be all over that. So yeah, I, I think he's he's got a lot of potential. Yep. In the NRL, and yeah, I think you think he had somewhat of a breakout year this year. Have we got rookie? No, what? What go, am I talking you can, about? You can throw a rookie of the year in there if you want. Nah, it's alright, bro. Alright, most disappointing. Most disappointing, I have to go Petahiku. Okay. Um, Just because of the year he had the year before. 2022 was outstanding. This year wasn't the greatest. I've gone for similar reasoning. Now, I know he had a, a decent end to the year. I went Nanai. Mm. I think he went from... A try-scoring machine from the second row. I think easily the top try-scoring second row in the comp. Mm-hmm. Playing for Australia. You know, all these type of things. I think you could have argued he was a top three second row uh, at the end of 2022. And yeah, I, I think he's... Whether whether teams just figured him out because he was a rookie the year before, I'm not sure. Yep. But um, yeah, he, he definitely wasn't as effective on that edge for the Cowboys this year. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um but I just got, yeah, as I said, Hiku was leading the league in run meters. A lot of people were tipping him to win Dallium Center of the Year for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least have his name in talks. And then this year, a lot more people were calling him for him to be dropped than him for oh, even yeah. play. So, yeah, for me, it just have to be Hiku. He just dropped off. Cool. And now he's off to the Super League. Most underrated. Ooh, I'm going to go... I found this hard. I, I find this hard too, but I'm actually going to go Luciano. Me too. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just think once he came back after all the charges and that, he just looked like a different beast. Like, yep. he, he lost a lot of weight um, and came back a lot fitter and was huge off the bench. And I wouldn't even put it past him if they started him next year. Oh, yeah. Because just, he's just a machine, man. He used to, he was getting through, like, 100 to 150 metres every week. Big carries, a lot of offloads, line breaks, tries, you name it. Can come play in the middle, can play on an edge. Mm-hmm. He was just so versatile. And, yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people recognised him with the emergence of Finifuiaki and Luki having a, you know, great season and Nane obviously being a superstar. 
don't think people really took notice of Luciano Lua and yeah. I just think he's another star added to that pack. Just another, just a star. He's a star. I think he's been underrated for quite a while now, especially the Cowboys. But I know we had him in our top ten or borderline top ten second rows when he's at the Tigers. Mm. But obviously, when he's at the Tigers, everyone thinks he's just trash because. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's what happens when you're in the I, Tigers. Well, I mean, apparently Isaiah Papali is like not even a top ten second rower in the no, comp. Not so. anymore. Ah. Plays for Tigers. John Bateman, that guy's trash. Wasted money. Yeah. So anyway, Lua, yeah. Luciano Lua. I have as my most underrated. All right, now, shining lights and disappointments. First shining light I've got is Ruben Cotter. Yep. Now, we thought that there's absolutely no chance that this bloke was going to play 13. Yeah. He did. Killed it. Uh, I thought Tamalolo was for sure locked into that spot, but uh, had a had a rough start to the year. Um, but, yeah, I think once they made that switch, he was just, just played with more confidence, had the ball in his hands more. And, uh, yeah, just, just has a massive mode and there's a machine in the middle. Yeah, I was very impressed with Cotter, as, as you were just saying. Um, Fittifoyaki, I'm going to steal your boy. Yep. Just outstanding. He had a lot of games where he made a huge impact on that right edge in the middle, wherever. Um, yeah, just a huge year for him. Someone that really wasn't known much by a lot of people. I mean, probably some people would have been all over it, but... You know, for the average NRL fan, probably didn't know who he was when he was coming in. Um, and yeah, as you said, like, I think it's a great problem for the Cowboys to have that they have so many good back rowers, but unfortunately, it's also created the issue that which one are they going to keep? Yeah. And I've got no idea how to answer that question. Yeah, neither. Um, also got Helam Lukey. Now, he did lose his minutes once um, a lot of the depth started coming back mm. from injuries. Uh, but when he had the chance, I thought he was he was very, very good. Yeah. Um, Nanai spent time out. So he, he got that spot. Luciano spent some time out. So he, he did get a number of chances. There were a few games there where he looked like an absolute beast. Still a very raw prospect, I think. But, um, yeah, I thought he was good when he had the chances here. Yeah. Um, probably drink water and deer, and I'll just throw their name in the hat too. Um, yeah, that's probably good for me. Cool. Oh, Sammy Valame is a... I'll throw him in there too. Yep. Um, now, disappointments. I've already talked about Nanai. Uh, the only other one I had was Kyle Felt. Oh, I'm Petahiku, which we talked about. Chad Townsend for me too. Okay. Uh, just don't think his kicking game was as good as it was in 2022. I think sometimes he failed to manage the games efficiently as well. Yep. Um, and I, I still think he's a good fit next to um, Dean and with Drinkwater and with the whole spine. But you just didn't get what you wanted from him this year. Um, now, obviously, he can turn it back around next year and we'll forget about it. But, yeah, I just think he was he was a big reason why the Cowboys failed to fire sometimes. Just, you know, sometimes making the wrong decisions, overrunning plays, not not kicking the corners, like just the kicking being off. Yep. And just struggling in defense sometimes as well. But, yeah, he just disappointed me because he was just so good in 22. Yep. All right. Losses... Um, that brings us to the end of the end of the review. Yeah. I think we both agree that the team completely underperformed compared to what we know they can do. Uh yeah, I think I think that's the story of their twenty twenty three, pretty much. Yeah, just inconsistent. So inconsistent. It was actually frustrating. Yep. You'd go into a game and be like, Oh, the Cowboys might get us tonight because they're good, then you beat them sixty six eighteen. 
And then the next time you play them, you're like, bro, we beat this team 66-18, and they're trash, and then you lose 74-0. Just, so, just the last... Yeah. Like, like a little bit of an ending thing. They banned... So they had this saga. Yeah, you band- you couldn't well, talk about 2022. About? You couldn't talk about how good they were in the club. You had to focus on, oh, right, on yeah. the year yeah, that they had. Yeah. No talking about 2022, boys. No. Nah, can't talk about it. Sorry. All right. I know we were good, but please don't talk about it. Into 2024 now. Now, I looked on the NRL website. Mm. I think you went to Zero Tackle, was it? I sure did. losses and gains. I sure did. And I saw some names that didn't pop up on the NRL website, so uh, correct me if I miss any names. Or I can just read mine, mate. Like, Beautiful. Go for it. It doesn't really matter. Um, so, for their gains, Jake Clifford has come back. He's come home. Caden Lars. Now, I believe he's from the Broncos. He's the son of Tom Leroy Lars, who was a former Canberra Raider, which I just found out about 10 minutes ago. And Viliami Vailea, who we're very very high on from the Warriors. I mean, two of them I know a lot about, and I think they're very solid gains. I don't know too much about Caden Lars, so apologies about that, but I'm sure someone could correct me on that. Um, I think Clifford's a weird one, because he was playing such good footy yeah. over in England. I think he's going to come back. He might, I mean, I don't think he's going to get the starting spot unless Townsend Yeah, I don't really on, understand so it. I don't understand it. Maybe he's been... Um, primed to take over Chad Townsend, mm. but like oh, I'd probably loan him back to Hull or where did he yeah. go? Was it Hull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Losses. Uh, they've lost Peter Hiku to Hull KR in the Super League. Um, Sylvester Namo to Castleford in the Super League. Riley Price has gone to the Panthers, and James Tamo has retired. Riley Price is an interesting one because he got a fair few minutes. And we know what the Panthers are like with these kind of project players too. And yep. He he was actually touted pretty highly. Yeah, just as well here, I've got Ben Hampton, mm-hmm. uh, Brennan Elliott, mm-hmm. Gemmat, Shibasaki, and yep. Sudurigu. Have they all... They're all gone. ...been released? For this year. So, what's yeah, that? Right. Three gains and a ton of losses. Mm. So, they're obviously promoting quite a few from their junior system up this season. Just like yep. to throw that in. Don't know why I keep coming back to it, but yeah. Um, what are you expecting from the Cowboys in 2024? I know you hinted at it earlier. No, oh, I don't expect top four. Yep. I got to debate whether I expect that. Um, but I expect them to make the eight. The okay. six. I'm going to yep. say the six. Yeah, I think they could, if it all comes together, they could easily make top four again. Um... I'm going to say they're going to be in the flight for the eight. There's a lot of teams that I think will be there. Whether they can improve on their inconsistencies or not is mm. going to determine whether they do make the eight. I think that'll be the same story for pretty much every team in that battle. But yep. uh, yeah, I think there's probably three spots up for grabbing the up for grabs that teams will be fighting for in the eight. Yeah. Uh, so I think they can definitely get one of those three. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I expect them to be much better and kind of build on some of the wins that they got towards the back end of last year. I think they found a fair few combinations. Um, it's just more about, like, who's filling the shoes of these players? Because, like, well, off Padahiku, really. That's it. That's really all they've lost. Like, Tamo wasn't getting yeah. many minutes. Namo and Riley Price were more of, 
reserve graders. Yep. Um, so Petahiku, it's just about who fills that center role now. I've seen a lot of people talking about Laybutt. Yeah. But I'm big on Violeo. Yeah, well, well, we're about to get into the best seventeens, mm. so so we'll, we'll get into it then because I think that's a very very difficult decision to make. Yes, for for the Cowboys, um, Drinkwater is going to be their fullback, no doubts about that. Yes. Yeah, no, yep. I'm only playing with yep. you. Good. Yeah, Drinkwater is uh, a fullback. Yeah, Murray Tulling is obviously on one wing. I've yep. got Valame. I think they. Can I've got Valame. Yeah. Cool. Right, centers. Val Holmes is a lock. Now, Labert versus Vilea. I've gone Vilea. I yep. think you've done the same base of what you just said. Yeah. Not a lot of people know about Vilea, and I was very surprised he didn't get minutes for the Warriors uh, in 22. Yeah. Uh, in 21, though, he played like 10 games, had seven tries in the centers, very strong runner of the ball. And, yeah, I thought he had a lot of potential. I thought the Warriors were wasting. So, when the Cowboys picked him up, I was, you know, they were losing Hiku. I thought I was actually very excited for them. Yeah. Uh, and I think he could be in for a big year if they decide to play him. I have a feeling it's going to be Labert. Mm-hmm. You know, he's come through the system. Uh, he's got runs on the board with the Cowboys. He's filled in pretty nicely throughout last year. So, yeah, I think it might be Labert, but I would be going Vileo. Yeah, that's fair enough. I would I would go Violea too, but yeah, as as you said, I think they'll probably lean towards Labert, mm-hmm. just for the fact he played for them last year. But I would personally be going with Violea. I think he's got a bit more X factor about him. Yep. Depends Me what too. you're looking for in that role, though. Obviously. Me too. Uh, Harv Dearden. Now I have gone Townsend over Clifford. Same. I've gone um Townsend as well. All right. Now this is where it gets interesting because I feel like you could have their forwards. In a number of different orders. Mm. I think any of them would be valid. My starting props are Cohen Hess. Yep. And Jason Tamalolo. I've got McLean and Cohen Hess. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Um, I know Tamalolo was good off the bench. You'll, you'll, you'll see why. Right. Why I've got him starting later on. Second rowers. Um, I've gone Lukey and Nanai. I have to. Lukey taking over the left edge back yep. row spot. Yes. Yep. So we've both got Luch on the bench. Yes. Yeah. So I, the reason I've done that is I think Luciano at the moment is probably the better player, but Lukey mm. just has so much potential. I don't really see his bench impact. Well, also Luciano's got that versatility. Yeah, like if if one of your front rowers goes down with an injury or your lock or something. You can bring him into that role. Yeah, it's not really an issue. I think Lukey's just an eighty-minute back rower. Yep, can be rotated as well, so it doesn't really matter. But I just think his impact is more in that starting lineup. Yep, and I think you'll be. Uh, you probably know I've got Finnafuiaki on the bench because of the way I've spoken about him throughout this episode, mm. and he can also come on and play second row. Yeah, so I don't want two two guys coming on and playing second row off the bench. Yeah, he could probably play middle as well. But, but yeah, uh, Locke, I've gone Cotter. i got Cotter and i got Robson at nine too. Yep, same. So your bench forwards, mine, uh, Griffin Neem, Luciano Lelua and Kelly Kefu, Kuli Kefu, Finafuiaki. So you got no McLean. I don't have McLean. 
Yeah, right. I've got Neem, JT, and Luciano. Okay. I haven't got Finifuiaki. That's fair. It's fair enough, because the forwards are stacked. Mm. Who's your 14, though? Jake Granville. i got Jake. Clifford. Ooh, okay. I think he has to play first grade. That Why would he sacrifice a first grade deal in England to come back and play Reggie's? I don't understand it either. But I don't I don't see him as a forward. Where, where's he going to come on and play, do you think? Well, I think he can play nine. Okay. I just think he'd be able to put in at least 15 minutes of nine. At yeah. least. Fair call. Just give Robbo a rest. That's it. Ruben Cotter can even slide into nine. Look, yeah. I know he's going to be the biggest nine in history, apart from Aaron Clark and Havili, but he can still do it. And I just think they need to have him there. Like, you need to have him there. I'm sorry, Jake Granville, long servant of the club. Lots of love and respect, but not anymore. It's done. It's run its course now. I thought Granville was decent last year. I, so do I, but so. unfortunately, you just need to be different. If you're if you're happy with coming ninth or 10th, then continue to pick Granville. What? Okay. I disagree. But it doesn't matter. I, I don't think it's a bad shout at all to have Clifford at 14. I would so, just... You need him there. The you need him much. there. You need him there. All right. 2024 awards MVP. I've got Dearden. Ooh. I'm going to have to go drink water again. The guy's yeah, just a machine. The guy's a machine. This guy wants a hot take. Dude, uh, drink water. Most improved player. I'm the same most improved player as I do for break here. here. Right. Uh, most improved, you're going to say Valame. Not Valame. My retarded. Am I stupid? Talking about Violia. I am. I've got Violia for both of them. Um, for most improved, I'll go Griffin name. Because mm-hmm. he's going to have a lot of responsibility on his shoulders this year. And then break out. Yeah, I'll go Violia. Fair enough. So I don't mind the call. I just can't do. I can't do one play for both, mate. Yeah, look, I I didn't know who else would be most improved. Um, sorry, I could have gone break out year for Lukey mm. as well, seeing as we got him starting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just felt Violia was the more no, I understand more, that more likely option in my eyes. Once to watch. I don't know who you've got first. My ones to watch tend to be more reserve graders that I think could come up and mm-hmm. are kind of forgotten about. Yours seems to be more like who's playing a new position, who mm. can turn into a star. So I want, to, I want to hear yours first. Tom Chester. Okay. You got Tom Chester? Yeah, I got Tom Chester too. I yeah. feel like everyone forgot about him. Yeah, I actually thought he was quite good last year in the limited minutes that he got, but... If they need a spark plug off the bench, like, he's going to have to come in. He was coming off the bench. Yeah. Over Greenville last year until, was it an ACL? I think he did his ACL. Yeah, ACL. So, and I think he's playing some very, very good minutes. A lot of people wanted him playing center over Hiku. Mm, I yeah, I remember that. That was never going to work. But, regardless, I think Tom Chester was very good and was completely forgotten about mm. after he got injured. So, I, I think he's definitely wants to watch whether he... Is in the team from day one. I don't know, but I think you get a chance at some point throughout the year. I'm gonna go um, Clifford as well. 
I'm going to throw Clifford in because I think we need to definitely be watching him. Just watch where he plays, watch where he fits, watch where what Peyton's doing with him. And Tom Duffy as well. He's got a lot of raps on him. A lot of people talk about him. Mm-hmm. And I think if Townsend doesn't work, if Clifford's not hitting his straps, then they got to go younger. And Cronulla's just signed Billy Burns. That's why they got rid of Tracy. They needed Billy Burns. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Last but not least, we have the off-season targets. Now that's a great question because I really don't know where they go. Um, that was my point as well. They've got a such such a well-rounded team. They kind of need a start and they don't have improve. much cap flexibility at all. No. So I get, maybe you talk yourself into going to look at another center. Maybe you talk yourself into going to look at some front rowers. That's probably where I would start. And then it's just like, who do you sign? Like, who well, I've got s- three, and I don't know if any of them are really realistic at all. Will you run them? Run them. Got Hamlin Ueli. Well, he started at the Cowboys. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, maybe another centre if Valera Laybutt doesn't come out. I got you and Aitken to slot into that right centre role. Yep. Um, and the last one's a little bit out there, but um. If Knights are feeling a little bit of a cap squeeze, Gagai might want to go back to Queensland. Bit of a stretch. I I, I like the Knights train, up. but I'm talking Daniel Saifidi. Okay. Because they have just extended Jacob. Yep. And there was already talk that um. There was already talk that they wanted to get rid of Daniel mm-hmm. for his money, and you'd probably throw Braley in there too. I mean, the Cowboys got to try and get these players on cheap deals. I would 100% throw Jaden Braley in, the, in his name in the hat. Now, whether that's realistic or not, I'm not sure. But my off-season targets for them are Tom Dearden, Tom Dearden, and Tom Dearden. Oh, yeah, a guy race on. You have Let to him. lock him up. Now, how much would you be willing to pay? Now, that's a good question. I think he's market value. That's a great value. question. I think Luai's was about a mil. So, if I'm... His value, you think Luai's worth a mil? Yeah. Okay. In the new cap, new yep. cap, I yep. think he's worth about a mil. So comparing to that, I'd say Dearden's market value might be eight fifty. But they're probably going to play pay a little bit overs. Players like Dearden tend to get a little bit more than what I think they're worth. So I would be willing to go up to one mil if I'm yeah. the Cowboys. If so, but, you, but my so first do you think would be so? Do you think Luai is a better player than Tom Dearden? Yes. A lot of people would disagree with that. I oh, know. Um, yeah, no. I think Luai is... Luai, I think Luai is very hated in in the NRL community. I think he's a lot better than people people give him credit for. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, he's just... Even if it's not just how he plays, it's the... I think his impact to a team is a lot bigger than people realise. Yeah, well, the blokes won three comps too. Yeah. And winning impacts that type of thing. If you swap them around, Dearden's probably get more. Yeah. Think I'm about like, it. Like A lot of people are just going to say, oh, he's had clear his whole... Whatever. Yeah. But um, he won through juniors without clear. Basically, everything there was. SG Ball, Cup, under 20... Oh, it wasn't Cup. It was under 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's led Samoa to a World Cup. Final um, with New Brown and Milford in his in his spine. Yeah. So it's it's not 
like obviously the team helps you out mm-hmm. quite a lot, but it's not just the team. Is my point? Yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, if you're asking me what I'm throwing at Dearden, it, it really depends on who's throwing the money at him. For the Cowboys, like, I would, I would probably throw it whatever. Okay. Um, so, let's say, say the Tigers miss out on the lie. Yep. Which I don't think is going to happen. I think they'll get him. But, let's say they miss out on him. They throw 1.1 at Dearden instead. And... Didn't, let's say Dearden's just looking for money, which isn't true. But let, let, for the sake of the situation, if you're the Cowboys, do you throw one point to him? I don't think they can. I don't think they can. So, so. I think the max I go for the Cowboys is one million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think a million. He wants more than a million. I think you have to let him walk. Although I think it's really important that they do whatever they can to keep him at the club. For. Yeah, a, mil- a million's the max I'd go. After that, I'd just be looking elsewhere, because you can get players much. You can get players much better for a mil plus than did. Is my point. Although he's 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 very good. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be an interesting year for the Cowboys because, like. I just don't know where they go. Like, if they start losing again, like, do you even re-sign? Like, you re-sign Dearden, obviously, but where do you take that? And and people are saying, like, Dearden wants to go to the Dragons because he wants to play seven. Do you remember what happened when Dearden played seven? Yeah. I, I do think he could play seven now. I think he's but, a different type of player. But, but, he, but I just don't I'd think keep he's him a game a manager. I'd keep him as a six. But I think he could play seven if he's asked to. I just don't think he's a game manager, though. No. So, I don't know, like, where you go with that. Anyway, Dearden is is going to be huge for the Cowboys this year, and it's going to be really big to find out where he's going. Because I think there'll be clubs that are really trying to... Sp- I think especially the Dragons will go after Dearden. Yeah. Try and splash the cash. Um, they could definitely use a six. Well, he's the Dragons option, because the Tigers going for Luai. Dragons going for Dearden. Um, what other halves... In the in the market at the moment. Yeah, not not many. Not many. I know we have high wraps on some guys like Peasant and that, but you can't really say they're in the market because I mean they're not a contract not, or anything yeah. like that. So to have to be some type of deal you make with that club, I really think it's only Dearden and um, Luai. I think everyone's everyone else is locked into pretty long term deals. Mm. So I get. I guess if you're thinking that kind of way, you do splash the cash a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think he'll stay. I think he'll repay the Cowboys. I think it'll be about 900. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we sure will. I'm we happy sure to, will. I'm happy to wrap it up here for North Queensland Cowboys. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it again. Um, thank you so much um, for all the support you have been showing us lately. We appreciate it. Um, shout out NQ Cowboys News. Because, what a guy. Um, day, day one supporter. Day one, that's day one. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in again. Make sure you head to the socials, Instagram, whatnot. You know the drill. Um, and we'll catch you whenever we see you next. Bye.